lovely lot. Welcome back to the Independent Spouse Podcast. Today I have been talking to the wonderful Louise from Hidden Valley Bushcraft. My tips for spouses would be absolutely back yourself. You've got so many skills that you can help or, you know, set your own business up and just go with it. If there's something that you love, just go with it. We, we love being outside and we've turned it into a business, so you can, you can too. Hidden Valley Bushcraft has gone from a small idea and has grown organically into what it is today, an award-winning company. Louise and her husband, Nick, run the company out of passion and a little bit of necessity. Ex-Royal Marine Nick has complex PTSD, so he uses the woodland for his own mental health. And now he's encouraging veterans to join him with his warrior programme, which has been supported by the Endeavour Fund and the Duke of Sussex, who I've heard is quite a big fan. This episode is a great, honest look at how difficult running a business can be, from how years of hard work goes into making it the success that you now see. So I really hope you enjoy this episode with the lovely Louise. Louise, thank you so much for joining me. So I am sure a lot of listeners have heard of Hidden Valley Bushcraft and your amazing business. But if they haven't, please could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me on. Um, So Hidden Valley Bushcraft, we're based in the West Country near Bristol. We're just on the outskirts of Bristol and we offer um, educational experiences and recreational um, days for all sorts of people, all sorts of ages. So corporate team building events, um, forest school sessions. Uh, we have a woodland kindergarten. So we, um, 50 weeks of the year, we have three to five year olds. It's an Ofsted registered nursery. They come to the woodland three days a week and they play in the mud kitchen, make mud pies, paint the trees with mud. There's a theme, lots of mud. <laughs> and I set this up with my husband, uh, Nick, who was a Royal Marine. And what you do is you take people into the woods and you show them the importance of being outside. And That's it's a sort of a different way of communicating with people and spending time with people. That's right. So um, our woodland is totally off grid. We've got, although we have water, fresh water, brought in every day by Nick. And so you're totally in the middle of nowhere in the beautiful British countryside phones are nowhere to be seen you just sit around the campfire all the activities are centered around the natural world so bushcraft could be fire lighting making fire by friction using a knife and axe uh, making a spoon and bowl that sort of thing all sort of mindfulness um and fun at the same time um so we really take people you know out of their office bright lights computer screen and the lights that you'll have will be the the lights from the fire Crumbs, you're really out of grid. You've got to bring water in. Yeah, poor Nick. He has uh, 25 litre jerry cans and he has to bring 120 litres in a week. And our woodland's quite quirky. It's not flat. It's pretty cool. It, but it's the one half of a re-entrant of a valley. So poor Nick has to lug all this water up and down the hills and the slopes, but it keeps him fit. Gosh, I love it. It sounds amazing because the world is so full of technology and safety and everything's got so much faster and quicker. It's actually quite nice to step back. Um, But you launched it a while ago in 2012, same year that I launched my business. What first prompted you to start and um, where did the amazing idea come from? Well, it kind of grew organically. So we, well, Nick had a very rural upbringing. loved being playing in the woods as a kid always said to me, I'd love to own a woodland one day. And I was like, 
yeah, that would be really nice thinking never going to be able to afford that. Are you crazy? But I'll just like play along. I was just bored one day before I went to work and I was looking on online and I saw this little tiny piece of land. It was only two acres at the time. It had been unloved, not touched for 30 years. Um, no vehicle access. The only way you could get there was from walking on a public footpath. And I just thought, oh, let's go and have a look. It was like really cheap, like an absolute bargain, like the cost, less than the cost of a car. So um, we had a look around and we thought, oh, let's buy it. Somewhere for Nick when he got back from his tours just to chill, defrag really, because he moved to Bristol when we after we met so he didn't really know many of the landovers around and having a rural upbringing he really enjoyed shooting that was his sort of sport he wanted somewhere to shoot but it's quite clicky if you didn't grow up in that area and to you know to get in there with the landowners to be able to to shoot so um we bought it for nick so that he could chill out and then we just started managing the woodland and um making it you know nice again and looking after it for all the animals and we'd sit around the campfire and all his mates marine mates and civvy mates would come down as well um, and they'd help us and all of a sudden we just kind of sat around the campfire chatting and it kind of just brought up a load of well, it was a bit like therapy really without even knowing about it and then my sister said oh i'd love to have a birthday party down here it'd be really cool for, for my niece who she's 11 um and at the time she was a lot younger so we did a birthday party and everyone loved it literally it was like forest school birthday parties making clay animals toasting marshmallows on the campfire and we were like well if they love it somebody else is going to love it too so we just decided to set up hidden valley and it wasn't until 2015 that we started to do to run birthday parties for the kids and do corporate events but all really on a small scale because nick was still in the marines um but Nick got diagnosed with complex PTSD back in 2014 and he knew that his time in the Marines was going to come to an end. So um, having his rural upbringing and what he loved about being a Marine was all the outside sort of soldiering element. So he thought, do you know what? I want to be a bushcraft instructor. <laughs> so we got the woods. Why not? Um, trouble is he's terrible at admin. So it needed me to come along and organize him. <laughs> So we just thought, well, we'll do while he's in the recovery centre, because he spent four years down at Hasler, the Naval Recovery Centre. Um, and while he was there, he worked really hard to get his qualifications, as did I. Um, and we kind of ran the business alongside both of our jobs. Um, and I'm still a, a police officer, detective, constable, and even the Somerset Police. So my job's really stressful. And I was loving going to the woods to defrag my own head, really. So the more we were doing down there, the more I was like, well, actually, I quite enjoy this. Maybe I want to do this as well. So it developed and then he left officially in January 2018. And that's when we went full time with it. In the woods, so. And it's just gone from success to success. I love it. I think it's such a good idea. I wanted to touch a little bit about those four years when he was in recovery. And I wanted to sort of ask you um, if it's not too personal how you did it because I know as somebody with a husband who's still serving yeah. his mental health well his physical and his mental health is something that constantly worries me whenever mm. he is on operations mm. um and how as a as, as somebody's partner do you get through those sort of um challenges and difficulties yeah. with somebody that you just really love it's so hard it was really hard and it still is hard he's still he's never going to be 
cured of this. He just uses where like the nature to manage it and he can't work full time anymore. So we have to be really careful not to burn him out. But I, I just, we just got heads down and cracked on and there were, it was really tricky time because part of how it would manifest itself was he'd like overtrain and self harm and then harm himself through overtraining and he'd be really non-emotional and really numb. And I just had to get my head down and we both just knew we had to get through it. Um, he was so lucky that he was dying in the recovery center because he had the best support that he could. I'm, I, I kept myself busy with the police because it is a full on job being a detective. And uh, we had the focus of the business. And I think if we didn't have the woodland in the business, I don't know where we'd be now, both him as a person and us as a couple, because I think it generally saved him because he had somewhere to go and um, channel his energy and his stresses. And he also had a focus because we were setting the business up and you know what it's like when you're setting your own business, you kind of get a bit obsessed with it. <laughs> so it kind of took over our lives, but it made us forget or try and forget what was going on with the, the recovery side of it. It's kind of a catch 22 really, because um, we were working really, really hard on the business um, trying to like, trying to forget what was going on with his recovery but equally you can't forget what was going on because he needed to talk about things and it's really tricky he we still struggle day to day with everything um but it is a case of managing it now and just cracking on and a lot of the time ignorance was a bit bliss at the beginning because he's so good at hiding it from me <laughs> you know as marines anyone in the military you just crack on don't you? you just get all you got a job to do and you just do it and he was doing that for such a long time that he was masking what was going on and it was only when we got married that I realized actually hang on a minute you're there's something wrong here um so we just got through I don't know how we got through stubborn I think <laughs> not wanting to let it all go and that lived experience I think is probably really important for what you're doing in the forest, would you call it a forest? That's it. Yeah, in the woodland, yeah. Yeah, in the woodland, because you're doing these warrior programmes. That's it. So also alongside what we do with the corporate events and our woodland kindergarten, we've set up the Woodland Warrior Programme, which we've now turned into its own community interest company. So it's completely not for profit. And it's helping other veterans to recuperate, relax, and just re-engage with themselves and using nature to do that. So they come to the woodland, they enjoy the walk across, a little bit of foraging, they start to relax and then they're in this lovely woodland environment with other people who have gone through the same thing, in particular Nick. And this is why it works so well because he's fantastic, because he's gone through and he completely understands what everyone's going through. And he says, busy hands for a quiet mind. So by making a bowl, by making a spoon, by tending to the fire, sitting around the campfire, you start to chat, and um, but your mind relaxes. It gives people tribe again. They have this bond with the other people, veterans that are on the course, um, and you make lifelong friends. And, you know, Nick has made a business from a hobby. He loves it, and he tries to encourage others to find something that they absolutely love and run with it and it kind of gives them a bit of purpose again because they think do you know what Nick's done this he's come through I can come through as well so we're very lucky and so privileged that recently we've been supported by the Endeavour Fund so for our next year we've got 72 veterans that can come through the program not have to pay a penny 
you know, even campfire cooking together, everybody chops the vegetables, everyone chops the potatoes, they all cook the meat together. You know, it's really, it's good bonding because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people with, who've been diagnosed with depression or anxiety, PTSD, they don't leave their comfy environment and it takes them out of their comfort zone and tries to ignite something in their, in their minds again. So um, we're super proud of the Woodland Warrior and it also is a form of help for Nick. Like he loves helping other people and that makes him feel better too. So it's a perfect little, you know, little program really. Oh, it's ace. And that's the, the spending time with people in the armed forces. That's the kind of people they are. They want to help people. They want to, yeah. you know, get involved in the very physical people. Um, I've talked before with the Forces Wives Challenge about the importance of getting outside and your mental health. Um, in the last series, Heather and I talked about the benefits of how being outdoors can help your brain, especially given the stresses that we face as military spouses. So what do you think about getting outdoors? Has it helped you? Oh, totally. Like, I get a bit of cabin fever if I haven't been out. I don't know about anyone else, but I need to get out, even if it's just to walk the dog, you know. Being in nature, it just you, you just take the time to stop and think again. You know, you're not on your phone, you're not distracted by anything, you're just in your raw state. You know, we would, Nick always harps on about this, like for 80,000 years we were designed to like be outside and sit around a campfire. That's what we should be doing. Our eyes are not designed to complete, you know, look at a computer screen all the time and I'm still guilty of it, I'll sit sometimes at night on my phone forever when actually I think oh no I need to just get up and go for a run or something and it makes me feel so much better if I do but yeah I mean yeah and it's free getting outside is free you know you don't have to pay for a gym membership you just go outside so I also started my business in 2012 which gosh I'm tired it's tough isn't it running <laughs> still yeah. business starting business a while yeah. ago takes um takes a lot of effort and time I still love it though that's what keeps me going how do you do it especially in those early days because you are both working full-time you're still working a lot with the police force how did you avoid burnout was it going outside that helped you um and what could you um suggest what your tips for other people that might be starting off or in year two or three it's a tricky one because you know having your own business you're constantly working constantly thinking even when I've got a day off from the kindergarten it's still running so I'm still thinking about it um you just got to think of the longer and big picture and actually why am I doing this what do I want to achieve from it um it was a massive learning curve as well because um we do lots of things with our business we're not just focusing on one thing and to set up a school which is basically what we've done I'd never set up a school in my life and like Nick being in the Marines, me being in the police, we're not salespeople. We've never had to employ anyone. We've never had to market ourselves, market our business. Like literally, we it's, it's completely different. We did a lot of Googling um, and researching <laughs> and finding out about how to do it. So that kind of put extra pressure on us because it was something that we'd never done before. Just taking time for yourself, really, you know setting one day aside where you think, do you know what, I'm not going to look at my emails today. I, I can't do it. Um, I need to do something myself and just go out for a walk or a run, clear your head. Um, my tips for spouses would be back yourself, 100%. We've, you know, we've got so many skills. Everyone knows that behind every good man is a good woman. <laughs> and I definitely, like, we couldn't run this business without me doing all the admin and but I I couldn't be part of it if it wasn't for Nick 
absolutely back yourself. You've got so many skills that you can help or, you know, set your own business up and just go with it. If there's something that you love, just go with it. We, we love being outside and we've turned it into a business. So you can, you can too. And people want to buy that passion. That's why people buy from people because they want your expertise and your knowledge, but actually they, they just like to buy from people that are similar to them that they like. So share that personality and share that brand. Um, Talking of personalities, given your backgrounds, you might, you sort of both come across as a little bit competitive, I imagine. (laughs) How does that work when you're running a business together? It's hard. (laughs) It's a tricky one. Running a business as a husband and wife is, um, it is a, it's a hard one because you're talking about it at the dinner table. You're talking about it, you know, before you go to bed. Um, but because we've been really successful in our own careers, you know, you don't just get in the Marines or become a detective, just, you know, resting on your laurels and I, it's healthy competition because we both want to do better for ourselves. <laughs> when you join us together, we're a bit of a force to be reckoned with really, because we, we just, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, which maybe is not such a good thing all the time. Um, but we both have the common goal and that's that and common interest. We love what we do and we want to make it su- successful. So we just have to pick the best parts of ourselves and join them together. And that's all we can do really. And that's why businesses are a success because you love it. There's nothing worse than waking up every day and doing something you don't love. Because if you're going to do that, you might as well just get a boring old office job. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, people don't see the graft like that goes into it, you know, because we're off grid and because there's no vehicle access it's made it very, very difficult to run a business from a little tiny bit of woodland. Now we've been able to purchase some more land next to the woodland so Nick can at least drive his Land Rover through. But for many, many years, we'd have to take the water in or the camp beds in on a wheelbarrow. We'd get to a gate. We'd have, we didn't have the key to the gate because the lady wouldn't let us have a key. We'd take all the beds off or the water jerry cans off, pass them over the, the gate, lift the wheelbarrow over the gate, put them all back on, <laughs> wheel them across a four acre field into our woods and up the slope. You know, it is hard graft setting up your own business, whatever you do, you know, we've just got that extra physical element to it. Um, so, yeah. And it is, um, it's really tough. And there's a lot of social media blindness now, which I hate, is that everything's all very shiny. Yes. And it's all really, everything looks great. And it's that they could just had instant success. They must have some magical powers. When yeah. actually yeah. behind, you know, every good Instagram photo, there's years of hard work and trekking through a field and lifting things over it. Absolutely. Like um, Nick's quite good now at, at showing like the kind of behind the scenes type stuff, the graft of lifting the logs and moving it. I mean, now we're, because we've got extra land, we now need to make sure that that part bit of land is um, suitable because we can we can start running big corporate events you know 60 people plus but we need to have the infrastructure in place um, so now Nick's working next four days is down that land every day grafting he isn't getting paid for that but eventually it will come off we know it will and you know again he loves it it's, it's free fizz for him he thinks so thanks <laughs> <laughs> on the gym membership um, yeah. so running a business you know, highs and lows is a lot of hard work. We've talked about that, but also massive successes. What would you say has been the best part so far? Best part of running a business, being your own boss, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, you are still tied to 
clients, if you've got a book in, you know, you can't let them down. So that's fine. But actually, if you haven't got uh, a book in, then you can just, you know, be free to do, do what you want and take your business in your own direction. And that's amazing. Like, when do you get a chance to do that? Not very often if you're working with someone else. So being able to do what you want, really. I love that too. That's the best part. My planning days, I have planning days where I sit down Mm -hmm. and decide the direction and then I'll make up something, you know, I'll do virtual networking that's just popped out of my brain and then apply it and then people turn up and then we start building connections. And it's it's like a buzz. (laughs) It's really good just to think that you've sat there and thought of these things and then gone out and done them. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Um, But when they work, it's amazing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, and because this podcast series is heavily focused on business, what do you think are your best business tips to somebody that is starting out um, or is in the first few years of their business? Be prepared to work hard. And like people say, you know, yeah, it's hard work. It's like having a baby, right? No one can ever prepare you for how crazy it is. Like you think you're prepared, but you're not. It's a bit like that. The business is the baby and you've got to be prepared to nurture it and work every hour under the sun and get knocked back and changing your plan, being dynamic as well. Like when we started, we started doing birthday parties for kids. We thought that's what, you know, we were going to do. We don't do that anymore. Um, we worked out that it wasn't really for us. We also started with um, doing individual tickets and individual bookings. doesn't work for us. So we don't do that anymore. We do group bookings. So it's finding you know, getting your business, but then being prepared that one, you've got to work hard and two, it might change. Um, and accepting constructive feedback from people is really important because you get so bogged down in your own, like, this is amazing. I love it. Yeah, let's do this. Well, actually take a step back, let someone have a look at it and say, mm, which is fantastic with the heropreneurs side of things, because you have that person who can who's not emotionally invested in it and can say well actually have you thought about this or you know so yes they, they would be my t- be, be prepared to work hard be prepared to change things and be prepared to you know take advice fab, fab tips honestly um because everybody wants to help you people aren't out there to get you and going back to you mentioned heropreneurs um there is i think it's episode three of series one talk to peter mountford who mm. runs heropreneurs they are a a charity that support veterans and spouses don't worry we do qualify and they give business mentors to help you grow your business um and I've I've got my own mentor and I know that you and Nick have a mentor yeah. and they're particularly good so I would go and check that out if you are running your own business so coming to the end which is always the same question what is the plan where will Hidden Valley Bushcraft be in five years time so we as I mentioned before, we are, have bought some extra land so we can really um, scale up our corporate events. Um, so we're looking to do bigger events in the future, but our Woodland Warrior program has just gone from strength to strength, you know, and that's what we love doing. That's not what we're going to make the money from, but that's our heart and our passion. So if we can get the big corporate events, it means we can do more of the Woodland Warrior side of things. So we'll continue with that. Um, our kindergarten is at capacity, can't take on any more children. So we hope that with that continues um, and just being healthy and happy, really, you know, looking after ourselves. I think 2020 is going to be a year of, um, right, let's properly look after ourselves now because we're na- we are getting knackered <laughs> and it's important that we, you know, keep healthy and can carry on. 
So important because there's nobody else to pick up the slack. And when you do something that you love, you want to put everything into it, but you have to keep a little, just a tiny bit back to look after yourself. I think that's probably something we all need to do, including me, um, which I'm going to work on this year, I think. Um, no, the end, I do drag my poor guests through the quick fire questions. They're not ever particularly quick, but they are interesting. So are you ready? Go for it. So the first one is, who would you most like to hear from on the Independent Spouse podcast? Karen Brady, <laughs> because um, we're, she's lovely. She's a very good businesswoman. Fantastic. I, she's one of my idols. I love her. And she knows all about change. Um, her husband was a footballer and um, we were l- lucky enough to meet her at one point and she was telling us how she understands, you know, when Nick was coming to the end of his military career, similar to her husband, like, all I've ever known is this, how are we going to cope now? What are we going to do um, to make sure that we can sustain ourselves? So while she's not uh, a military spouse, she certainly knows about change. So if anybody's out there whose partners are coming to the end of their military career and their whole world is turned upside down, she might be good, um, good person to talk to. That's a great answer. And really interesting to see that other side of, you know, a similar it's a similar theory isn't it I, yeah, yeah no, I like that I'm gonna because that's your identity isn't it like Nick has always been a Royal Marine that was and he wanted to be a Marine for the rest of his life it's just unfortunately through illness it's cut short and your kind of world gets completely turned upside down and you have to have that resilience to just think of another plan and come up with something else yeah and footballers must feel similar because they retire so young I love yeah. it I'm gonna hunt her down and hopefully I mean who knows her and Prince Harry yeah. are on my list <laughs> The next one is what do you wish you'd known before you started? What I wish I'd known before I started, how much it was going to take over my life. Um, I wish I'd known that. And, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change it completely. Like maybe might have done a few more business courses, <laughs> but um, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. You know, I'm all, I work hard. I've got it in me to work hard. Um, but it would have been nice to have, you know, had a crystal ball to see, you know, because it's taken a long time to get to where we are and we've done a lot of changes. If we'd had a crystal ball and seen actually it doesn't, birthdays parties doesn't work, individual tickets don't work, then we could have saved ourselves a few years. But actually you learn the hard way and that kind of makes us a bit more humble and I feel a bit more also like I know what I'm talking about because I've had those years of experience in business, whereas before I was just this naive person entering business not really knowing and I'm so glad you said that because living because lived experience is so important in business yeah you can have all the mentors and all the courses in the world telling you exactly what you have to do but you have to make those mistakes and you have to apply those mistakes to your business yeah to learn exactly Mm. you know what your brand is and what the heart of your business is um and there's nothing more annoying than somebody with no experience yeah giving you the constructive criticism um, and telling you how to run your business if they've not lived it themselves, which is why having experienced people giving you advice is really important because we've done it and we've, you know, made the mistakes or we've printed the t-shirts and we've, you know, nobody's bought the t-shirts or we've made all these mistakes and they're so, it's so important to live that and then, you know, help others through that same experience. I'll tell you what, the, one of the hardest things that 
we've experienced as a business is being an employer and it was it was really tricky because coming from a police and military background you just kind of expect that people are like you and that you just work really hard <laughs> and so everyone else works really hard and it was it's been a very yeah it's been a wake-up call I mean got fantastic staff I love them to bits now like but we've come a long way and um yeah employing people was a massive learning curve for us so so yeah employing people it, it has been really hard I know that wasn't a question but I just thought while that was in my head I'd get that out because people don't prepare you like it's hard to employ people like you take on them as well you know their lives I think if we were having our time again we'd try and set up so that we were just us but then you can't grow if you're not just you you know we need to grow so we need to rely on other people and it's your like I said it's your baby so putting your trust in somebody else to represent you and your baby is a is a really hard one but oh the hardest one but uh, you know anyone listening don't let that put you off employing people but just be prepared that employing people comes with a whole other lot of stresses it does and that's the point so you have a certain growth and then you get to a certain point where you have to outsource stuff and you have to employ people yeah. and it's that tipping point of trusting people yeah. to you know hand over the baby for little bits and it's really hard but yeah. that is the point where you know that you're doing you're doing really well when you can start to grow your team yeah, um, yeah. and it's really important and my last question is what would you tell a military partner or a veteran that wanted to start their own business go for it just do it because you know what's the worst that can happen you, it doesn't carry on after three years but at least you've tried it it'd be awful to go through the rest of your life going oh, oh I had this idea once and I thought it'd be great as a business but I didn't do it just do it and then at least you know that you've done it and there's so much support out there. Like I, I'm so happy that we're part of the military community because I genuinely think without that, we wouldn't be where we were because networking is amazing. You know, there's a lot of respect for military spouses out there. Just get amongst it. The more you start looking, the more you'll find. But you've just got to go for it because you'll never know otherwise. Oh, such good advice. And yeah, everybody will help you. We've got a great community. Yeah. So go out and take advantage of it because there's loads of us that have lived this ridiculous business military life <laughs> combo um that want to help you and support you louise it is the end it's yeah. really sad i've loved talking to you it's been really informative um i love what you're doing if i want to find out more about hidden valley bushcraft where can i find you so we're on hiddenvalleybushcraft.co.uk or you can type that into facebook or instagram or twitter and there are links to the woodland warrior programs so if anybody has any husbands or wives anyone serving in the military that thinks they might need some time out they don't have to be diagnosed with any illnesses but if they are then that's fine go on hidden valley click on the mentoring and well-being page and that will send you to our woodland warrior website it's completely free we've got loads of spaces sign up get on a woodland warrior program you never know it might change your life we're not saying that we're going to cure people it's just a weekend where you get time to just chill and maybe a spark is ignited. So yeah, go on the website. Yeah, definitely do it. Louise, thank you so much. Say hi to Nick for me. Give me a big high five. Love what you're doing. Um, and thank you again for spending time and talking to me today. Again, another thank you to Louise for sharing her story and all those amazing business insights. It's often the way, if you've been running your business for a while, that you have a wealth of knowledge. So I really hope that some of you found it useful. 
If you did and you fancy popping a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you find this podcast, then please do. It really does help other people find it. I will, of course, be back next week with another lovely episode. So I shall see you then.